There's one retirement expense even people decades from retirement already worry about. What is it? Well, it won't be hard to guess, so we'll keep you guessing for just a moment longer. We're talking retirement planning with Danielle Roberts from Boomer Benefits on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, coming to you live from frosty Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Salcihai. Yes, and coming to you live from Fort Worth, Texas, I am Danielle Roberts from Boomer Benefits. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders like Danielle from across the financial landscape. We break them down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. And now we do that for you six days a week, all in 15 to 20 minutes. That's probably better truth than advertising than saying 15 minutes. Uh, 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 Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Only Tiller Money automatically updates Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and account balances. You can try Tiller free if you go to TillerHQ.com, but I'll tell you what, Tiller has been nice enough to set up for our friends at Money with Friends uh, 20% off if you buy the uh, annual subscription. It's tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. You'll still get to try it for free, but if you use our link, you'll also get 20% off if you decide to buy it. We got Danielle Roberts back with us. We didn't we didn't scare you away yesterday. That is always good news. <laughs> I appreciate that. Always happy to come on the show and talk money nerd stuff. Well, and, and today we're going to talk about some stuff that is right in your wheelhouse. And so on that note, before we get to that, tell everybody a little bit about what you do at Boomer Benefits. Sure. So Boomer Benefits is a licensed insurance agency. We help baby boomers uh, across the nation navigate their entry into Medicare and then select suitable supplemental coverage because lots of people may not be aware of this, but Medicare is not free and doesn't cover 100% of your expenses. So we educate the public all about that. And then we help them set up the policies that will take care of those expenses for them. You should have said spoiler alert, Danielle, before you did, before you said that Medicare is not all free. Yeah, I should have done that. And and I wish, you know, it should be a national spoiler. In fact, if I could just get some of these news stations to run a ticker at the bottom that says, hey, you, Medicare is not free, they would do a lot of my job for me. (laughs) They they probably would. Well, we're going to do a little bit of it for you today. And uh, you'll probably guess now what we're talking about with this retirement expense. But to kick this off, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's discussion. This is Scott from the Inspired Stewardship Podcast. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. All right. Today's piece comes to us from Business Insider, and it's written by Liz uh, Newvin. Even Americans decades from retirement are worried about, drumroll, healthcare costs, and they have good reason to be. Uh, Liz writes, many Americans are worried about healthcare costs in retirement, and they've got every reason to be. Healthcare costs have ballooned in recent years, eating up wages and greater percentages of household incomes. Axios's Bob Herman reports that healthcare costs have risen from 14% of a household's budget in 1999 to 31%. 
in 2017. For retirees, that's especially bad news. An October 2019 survey of 850 Americans age 40 and up conducted by Personal Capital and Kiplinger found that a majority of Americans are worried about healthcare costs in retirement. About 62% of Americans over 40 said they're worried about costs in retirement. And it's no wonder predicted healthcare costs exceed the amount that the typical retirement age American has saved overall. That's a big sentence. Want to do that again? They predicted healthcare costs exceed the amount that the typical retirement age American is saved overall. Just that. Estimates from Vanguard suggest the typical American couple will need about $197,000 for healthcare alone over the course of their retirement. A less conservative estimate from Fidelity estimates the typical couple will need $285,000 for healthcare expenses alone. Holy cow. Yeah, and Liz goes on to say that healthcare costs are higher than Americans have planned over the past 20 years. Healthcare costs have gone up steeply. Americans who were saving for retirement during that time aren't necessarily prepared for that cost, and their account balances now show that. So the average 55 to 64-year-old American has a total of $171,673 saved for retirement, according to Vanguard data. That's just over $25,000 less than the investment company expects the typical retiree to shell out for healthcare costs over the course of their retirement. That means many retirees have trouble making their savings last as planned. Women especially may have a harder time keeping up with the healthcare costs as the typical woman has less saved and lives longer in retirement than her male counterpart. It's also more likely for women to need long-term care than men, according to data from AARP. 57% of women need support services and 18% require it for more than five years. About 47% of men need long-term care services, but just 10% need services in those for more than five years. It's, it's funny. I mean, there's so much data there. The piece that you read, Danielle, has just so much unpacking to do. But let's start here. You and I also know this. People go out and they buy health insurance, but health insurance alone doesn't cover all the healthcare expenses that are out there. Yeah, that's right. There's things that can fall outside of that. And we see this even with um, people under 65 in that 55 to 64 bucket. If they don't have employer paid insurance, they're going to spend a bundle for their insurance coverage, but then that doesn't cover everything. And you've got deductibles, co-pays, co-insurance. You often need to add on dental vision hearing, which don't come with those policies and also are not covered by Medicare. And then this piece, as it points out, the long-term care piece is something that everybody age 50 and above should be thinking about and planning for. It's funny because we see this 47% of men need long care services. We've seen huge increases in the cost of long-term care because companies, I, I think, didn't even realize it was going to be that high. Like I've, you've seen so many companies get out of long-term care because, I mean, no matter whether you decide to I don't uh self-insure is probably the wrong word, but 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 just take care of it on your own using your own resources or by long-term care insurance. Like there's no cheap way around that issue alone, re- regardless. Yeah, that's right. Long-term care insurance can be expensive. And although your premiums will be lower when you buy it earlier, this is not a policy that you can go and shop every year. So when you purchase a policy, you're going to have that policy for the long term. And when insurance companies underestimate how much they need to pay the claims on those policies, you're going to see rate increases over the years. And sometimes those rate increases will be high enough that people 
will go ahead and bow out of the policy. And depending on how that policy is set up, they either lose the coverage or they only get back what they've paid in in terms of long-term care benefits. So, you know, there's some serious planning that has to happen around this, deciding whether long-term care insurance is the right fit or whether you're going to self-fund. And if you are going to do that, how much you need to have set aside for it. We do this uh, live on Facebook uh, with a bunch of our friends. If you want to hang out with us in the future, head to uh, facebook.com forward slash Benjamins, the Stacking Benjamins Facebook page. But uh, D- Danielle and her team have been nice enough to simulcast this over at the Boomer Benefits page. Uh, and Earl hanging out over there has has a great question. He says, what type of healthcare will get you through retirement? The, uh, Earl's question is similar to mine. Is, is there an... an is there a piece of this that always, Danielle, seems to surprise people when you and your team are talking to them about what they need to be ready for retirement health care? Yes. So, you know, of course, the they're learned that Medicare isn't free, but they're also often surprised that Medicare doesn't cover 100 percent of their healthcare costs on the back end. And that might be because Medicare is a national health insurance program. And so people tend to think of it as what Canada has, where they don't have deductibles and co-pays. But our plan uh, that you get here in America, when you turn 65 and enroll in Medicare, you will get about 80% of your outpatient services covered. And that covers things that are very expensive, like chemotherapy, radiation, dialysis, in addition to all of the regular doctor visits and lab work. And so having to come 20% out of pocket, that is often a surprise to them. But what's even more surprising is that unlike insurance under 65, where you have a stop loss or an out-of-pocket maximum that kicks in to protect you, Medicare doesn't have that. You pay that 20% forever unending. Wow. And so supplement insurance is super important because you can imagine if you needed eight weeks of chemotherapy what that 20% would be would be an astounding number that can often send people into Medicare uh, medical bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, Francis hanging out the Boomer Benefits page says, I know I have a rare, very rare auto-inflammatory disease, but the shot I need every six to eight weeks costs $16,400 per shot. So you're saying that Francis is paying for 20% of that shot? Yeah. Any type of uh, Medicare Part B drug that's injected into you in a doctor's office setting, Medicare is going to cover 80%, but you would pay that other 20% out of pocket. And so if you didn't plan ahead for not only what you're going to pay for Medicare Part B that's covering the 80%, but also how much money you need to have to cover that other 20% in the form of some sort of insurance policy, like a Medicare supplement or Advantage plan, you can find yourself really surprised at age 65. And over the 15 years of my career, I have seen dozens of people that came in to set up their Medicare, figured this out and decided, you know what, I'm going to work for a few more years. I'm not going to be able to afford this. I didn't know this was going to be so expensive. And so they end up staying working longer than they had planned because they didn't have the healthcare piece figured out and they weren't prepared for that outlay. Uh, If you're going to live on just social security, that's going to be a significant chunk of your take-home pay that you're going to spend just on healthcare, let alone food, rent, utilities, and everything else. Wow. The uh, uh, Gregory asked a question. Let's talk to people not in retirement yet, Danielle. Uh, he says, this seems like a good time to ask, does either Joe or Danielle think it's possible to over-contribute to an HSA? An HSA is a fine way to save for uh, a lot of that out-of-pocket retirement costs that you have, I think. Um, yep. But most of the time, the company has a cap, and I imagine anything's possible. But I think if you're putting it away via payroll, the company's going to stop you, right? 
You yeah, you that? probably have a limit that kicks in there. But I yeah. do know that you, if you need, ultimately the IRS expects you to be responsible. So each year you need to see what you're allowed to deposit into your HSA for the year. Put that in and make sure that you don't exceed that. But in terms of over contributing for a lifetime, I would say that if you contribute up to the maximum or less and you're not getting in trouble with the IRS, you know, you should try to max that out every year because when you do get to retirement, you can spend all of those funds on healthcare costs. You can pay for Medicare Part B and D premiums. You can pay for long-term care expenses. You can pay for co-pays for your prescriptions, dental vision and hearing. So as long as you're staying within the IRS maximums each year, um, I would max that thing out every year that you have possible until you get to retirement because it's a great fund to head into your golden years with. Can can you pay for, uh, with some of the rule changes that have happened or maybe not even involving the rule changes that have happened, can you pay for your part of Medicare using money out of an HSA? Yes. So your own Part B premiums, although the government's going to deduct that from your social security check, when you have an HSA account, you, you can reimburse yourself monthly or a lot of people just do it at the end of the year. So you can calculate what you spent all year long on those Part B premiums and then reimburse yourself with a check out of your HSA account for that at the at the end of the year. And that's a, you know, Part B standard premiums are $144.60 a month. So if you were able to pay out of your HSA using tax-free money for that, you've really given yourself a significant discount on those Part B premiums. Yeah, I mean, think about it. if you start d- doing an HSA early, it could be the interest on your money making that payment for you, uh, which which could be which could be very big. Um, the uh, the the it, it, interesting thing to me about this whole issue, though is cost. And I want to get away from the insurance piece where you're an expert to an area just that you're involved in, which is the cost going up. We had yeah. a we had a guest on our show on the Stacky Benjamins podcast back in early December talking about how we even though we have insurances, we still need to act like a consumer and shop for healthcare like we shop for razors. And a lot of the problem that we have, Danielle, he believes is because of the fact that nobody ever shops. So the system's not even set up that way anymore. You go into a hospital and ask what things are going to cost. They're not, they're not, they're not equipped to even tell you because the people that cover that only work with insurance in the back room, not with the person getting the benefit. Yet this gentleman said that if we all shop, uh, we'll see prices begin to come down and get more competitive. Like that's part of the key is to not go to urgent care so much where the doctor doesn't know me. They give me a bunch of, of tests that I might not need if I went to my main doctor and instead use the system the way we'd use other things. Do you believe that that is a big piece of it like he does? Or are there other ways that we could make our healthcare less expensive? Yeah, I think the transparency is definitely a huge issue because people are sometimes don't know to ask or are afraid to ask how much that bill is going to be. And the hospitals and doctor's offices can just get away with charging ridiculous amounts. I know that I went in for a breast biopsy last year and it was a 10-minute procedure and the bill was over $7,000. It made me max out my deductible for the year. And had that information been posted, I would have been likely to shop that. I might've made some phone calls. Another thing that I see happening is you can have insurance and you'll go pay for something like an IRA, um, an IRA, an MRI, and you'll find that that is more expensive through your insurance company than it would be if you just paid cash. Well, people don't always know to ask if they can pay cash. 
So that's one thing we educate um, our own clients on is sometimes you might ask for the cash rate, find out if it's something that is going to help you. If it's something you don't have covered, that's certainly another way for you to get some of the transparency out on the table, but you have to know who to ask. And so if the person that you're dealing with, that doctor or nurse doesn't know, it may require an extra step by you to go ahead and get in touch with their billing office and ask for a price on that. Um, As a nation, this is really something we need to tackle. And I know it's been in the press a little bit lately about transparency for hospitals. You know, you might be able to choose which hospital you want to go to. And if one is significantly less expensive than the other, uh, good old capitalism will kick in and and correct that. Yeah. He said even going across town uh, can make all the difference. Like we hear about people going to Mexico or going to Canada or some other country, just going across town could be a huge cost difference. And I do think that if more of us asked more often, hospitals would redo things or or any medical facility would redo things so they had the price list like a menu um but 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 the sad fact is part of it scott this guest of ours said it's our own fault because nobody asks nobody mm-hmm. nobody ever asks what the price is and to your point a lot of time it's because we feel stupid i'm 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 not feeling stupid anymore i feel i feel like it's the smart thing to do yeah it is and sometimes you think people are just afraid to ask because they think they don't have a choice so, you know, they're thinking to themselves, well, I've got to get this done one way or the other. So what difference does it make? Well, it could make a huge difference. And sometimes just doing a little extra legwork could save you hundreds or thousands of dollars. Um, if you, and I know here just in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the cost for medical care in Dallas are higher than what they are in Fort Worth. So to the point of driving across town, you might have Dallas people that will make the trek over here for some of their treatment because it's less expensive. You just say that because you're on the Fort Worth. Like, come to Fort Worth. It's a great of place. Course. Chamber of Commerce. Everything's better in Fort Worth. It's definitely true. There's nothing good about Dallas. You should not live there. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, it was geometry that took it on the chin. Today, it's Dallas, Texas. That's right. Taking it. That's right. No good. In just a second, uh, Danielle and I will have our big takeaway from today's uh, show. But while we're letting Danielle gather her thoughts, I want to talk just a little bit about Tiller Money, our sponsor for today, because Tiller Money is how I manage my money. And what I love about Tiller is the fact that it is just like all the apps you can use like Mint or Clarity Money, except instead of having annoying things in there that you don't like, well, the cool thing about Tiller is is it's spreadsheet based. So guess what, guys? You can make it whatever you want. I like my spreadsheet incredibly simple. I want to know some basic facts all the time. I don't need layers and layers and layers of data. But if I wanted layers and layers of data, I could do that. And Tiller has, it's an open source program. So you've got people from all all over the place who are creating these cool ways to track your money and you can get all of those all of this solution uh, packaged specifically the way you like it and if it's not packaged that way you can easily change it to the way you like it uh, all for a low yearly fee and for 20 percent off that fee head to uh, tillerhq.com forward slash mwf that's tillerhq.com forward slash mwf you can try it for free at first see if you like it and then if you use our link you'll get the uh you'll get the discount as well all right uh danielle what do we what do we take from this i think you have to take responsibility for your own future and that includes the cost of health care no one's going to take care of it for you at least without not without a big hassle you don't want to be caught between a rock and a hard place. And I can tell you there's lots of people out there who choose between food and rent or between food and medications. And so the earlier that you start planning for those things, asking the right questions, funding your HSA, 
uh, saving for healthcare costs and retirement and doing what you can to be prepared for them, the better. You know, what's, what's uh, funny is, is that this is so much to do with what we talked about yesterday. Take, take responsibility for yourself, yeah. for, for your own action. Mine is very similar. It goes back to something that you said at the beginning, which is that people think it's free and they wait till the last minute. Uh, I think I think ed- getting educated means it's going to take some time. And obviously, the amount of time that we spend talking about this shows just how complicated this issue is. I mean, for everybody even listening or watching today's show, Danielle, half the stuff you said today, I'm sure, is just the icing on the knowledge that people need sure. to know as they get into it. So don't do this. Don't do your Medicare planning when you've got six months to go or three months to go. Um I would start well, well, well before that, because as you see, people in their 40s are worried about this. Like, I think that they I think they very well should be. Yeah. Danielle, if only there were a place where people could go for more information, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Yes. And we've got just the place for you. So you can find us online at boomerbenefits.com where you can sign up for a six day email mini course to learn everything you need to know about Medicare and visit our costs page, which will help you with all the charts that you need to estimate your future healthcare expenses. And even if you're some years out from Medicare, figure out what it would cost you today and plan to save for that amount now. And you can increase that a little bit as you go. But uh, that page on the website, the Medicare cost page is updated every year with all the latest information and it will help you get prepared. And, and you know, this is an important time for people too, because I understand we're in an open enrollment period for some people. Yeah, that's right. So some people who are on Medicare Advantage plans, which is a way that you can get your Medicare through a private insurance network, may find that they don't like their coverage for one reason or another. And they only have until March 31st to change that. So if they want to switch to a different plan or go back to original Medicare, now is the time. Danielle, thanks a ton for hanging out with us again for a couple of shows. I really appreciate it. And it's great catching up with you. You bet, Joe. Always a pleasure. All right, guys, uh, tomorrow it's going to be Bobby and I back here talking about another headline. So hang out with us tomorrow at Money with Friends. On behalf of Danielle, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time back here at Money with Friends. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.